everyone and we're back with part four of Lockdown Chronicles. In this episode I fall into conversation with twin sisters Natalie and Natasha. We have been friends since the age of four and although we split for secondary school and uni, 26 years later we have remained really good friends. Natasha has over eight years of experience working within the financial services industry and Natalie has over eight years of experience working in childcare. Although some would say they are joint at the hip, they had very different lockdown journeys. We talk on lockdown with two parents at home with a two-year-old versus dating virtually during the lockdown. How to keep the romance alive versus the honeymoon period and much more. Let's jump straight in. So would you say like you've learned anything about yourself during lockdown? I think I have learned that how important it is to have some me time. And I've, I've learned like, like actually like I do a lot of stuff. I wear a lot of different hats and there isn't like a, just like a, a Tasha hat. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't actually, I think being in the lockdown allowed me to have a little bit more time to myself. However, in saying that, when we was like, but that's only when kind of like the nurseries and stuff started opening up again, because I had my daughter with me, like I didn't ever get a me time except for when she was, went to bed. Mm. And then you have that, that, that difficult choice to make as to do I sleep now or do I? Do I have a glass of wine and watch a TV show? Even though, like, you know you're really tired, but I just need to relax all day. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I've noticed that actually having some me time has been really, really nice and really beneficial for my own mental health. I feel like I struggled, personally. I think I've said this before, like, working from home and then, like, your lunch period will come and then you're working, like, you're having to create, make your lunch, for example, and it doesn't mm-hmm. actually get in a break. So like for me, someone who doesn't have a child, I found it really stressful even doing the normal day and then finishing work at six o'clock and then having to be like, oh, girlfriend or like, you know, be there with somebody else. So like, I struggle to think that like, I think all the time if I had a child, I don't know how I'll get through that. But I know I felt that way because I don't have a child. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I was working from home and then having like your two year old or at that point under two year old running around. Yeah, I went through quite a bit of um, like mum guilt. Like I felt really bad at some points. Not so much at the beginning. At the beginning, you're kind of like, it's still new. So you're like, okay, no, like you're very positive about it. Like I was very positive. About it. I was like, no, this is fine. Like I can do this. Because I was already working from home two days a week anyway. So for me, working from home wasn't too much of a change in terms of like how would my day work and what sort of work do I do or and that sort of thing so that was fine for me like I, I already had like my routine that I would generally do when I work from home so then having to incorporate Robin into that was quite was new but I was still optimistic I was like no like it'll be fine like I can sort things out I can take calls when she naps because at the, that age that she's at currently she she still has like at least one nap a day which is for about an hour and a half to two hours fortunately like where she's really good with her sleep and her naps so I knew I could probably get her down for a nap without any issues so then any calls that I need to make I can do it while she's asleep and so I would ha- it'd be quiet and um, so I had kind of like two hours to do that in between that it's kind of like it was really difficult because I had to work in the same space with her 
because I couldn't work like most people working from home you might have like maybe your spare room that you have set up for your workspace and it's quiet and things like that whereas for me I didn't have that because my husband was obviously also working from home and his job role is very different to mine whereas he's on calls a lot more than me and also he does a lot more video meetings and has to go live because he does a podcast so he needed a quiet space so I kind of was like okay that's fine so he took that one room that we would have in our flat which is our bedroom and set up his like workspace in there so then all I had really was the living room and the kitchen because we've got an open plan flat so imagine working you're working from home you're doing your jobs checking your emails doing what you need to do and you've got like a one and a half year old pepper pig in the background and she's running around toys are flying left right and center like my house literally looked like like a a kid like it was just like a bomb had gone off full of toys everywhere like everything was everywhere and at first I was like picking up after her where I could and then after about the first week I was just like you know what like what's the point because she's only gonna pull everything out again do you know what I mean so I was just like oh forget it so I just had to adapt you just have to adapt and yeah and I set a routine as well which was really helpful because Natalie works in she manages a nursery that was like the best advice that she ever gave me I think when we went into lockdown because at first we didn't really have a routine like it was just like she wakes up we put Peppa Pig on she has her breakfast she plays she just does her own thing because I have to do my emails I was like okay well I'll do one or two activities and then after that like I'd, I'd go back and do work Whereas Natalie was like, no, you need to have a set routine, set times. This is what you're going to do at this time to this time. Not too strict, but just a general overview. So we do like circle time and then she'd kind of have like certain toys would be out so she could play. And then we would do like drawing and stuff in the afternoon. Just really vague, but at least it'd be structured. And that helped a lot because then I knew what was, what was coming up in the day. Also, Robin was more well behaved then once we got a routine because she knew what to expect it kind of mimicked a little bit of what she was experiencing at nursery so it wasn't too disruptive for her so yeah I mean it was a lot it was a lot of an adjustment and yeah I had a bit of down points when like everything work wasn't going well and then Robin was acting up and and Chris was getting busy and he was focused with work because his company is an events company. So he's stressed out and trying to make sure that his company is still going to be able to run and he can still pay his employees and things like that. So I felt guilty and I felt bad to kind of be like, I need you to come watch her for an hour or can you do this? Even though I shouldn't, because obviously we're married and we're like, we're a team. I still kind of was like, or like, I would only really go to him when I actually desperately needed his help Mm. Um, which on reflection I feel like we probably should have sat down and kind of had a bit more of a conversation about realistically how much could you help me and what would you do so I didn't feel like everything was all on me there was a lot of points where I think it must have been maybe like a couple of weeks in like maybe I say maybe like the second month or something I can't really remember but it was a bit of when we was like well into lockdown and like I just had like a breakdown I was just like I just cried like I literally was like I cannot do this like I'm 
I think, I don't know, I think I must have called you or Natalie and I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I really just want to pack my bags and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not joking. I think I told you that. I, yeah. like, I just want to leave. Like a couple of days later, crying and being like, I can't do this. I know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Like, and I'm not like, I don't know. I think now, nowadays, I'm trying to be a bit more open and like, talk about like my feelings and like my my mental health and stuff like that because I don't really do that I'm very much like just just keep plodding on like just do what I gotta do and then that it is what it is sort of thing but yeah they got to a point within the lockdown like I where I kind of reached my limit and I was just like oh my god like what am I gonna do and the way that I got out of it was through speaking to to you guys so that was one of the things that I was so thankful for is to have like my family and friends still around me, still communicating with each other. Like it wasn't kind of like completely silent. So I was thankful that I still had like my, my family and friends were still checking up on me and stuff like that and seeing how I was, was doing. And so I felt comfortable to kind of offload a few of the things that I was feeling and that kind of helped me feel a bit better. Natalie, in your case, you were in a, in a situation where you couldn't actually work from home. So once work had stopped for you in terms of like the nursery, how was that? Because everyone else, well, I guess most people other than your work friends were working from home. Um, so how did, how did that pan out for you? Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, at the same time, it was just a bit of a change. Although I wasn't sort of like working working and in my job role obviously I can't work from home I still had like a little bit of contact with work so like my deputy who decided to take the first six weeks of lockdown working I was still like chatting to her because um she'd just like keep me in the loop with certain things and if like anything needed changing or anything like she'd just call me and we'll have like a conversation so I sort of was still in the loop but nowhere near what everyone else was like in terms of like work working from home I pretty much like had nothing it was nice to sort of switch off because in the work that I do it's uh it's constant you're constantly learning you're constantly doing things and you're you're wearing like 10,000 hats all at once so it was nice to have silence and not do anything and just be able to kind of come away from that for a little while because my normal day-to-day is literally come home from work eat watch Netflix sleep like literally that's all I have time for because I do such long hours you know my days are 10 hour long um, and they're quite intense so that's all I have time for so whereas in lockdown I was able to kind of really find something something new something that I like and I picked up an interest learn it to learn like a new skill um I actually started working out even though I never work out I actually decided to work out and do Sierra London's workouts every day at 12 o'clock which saved me because it was quite nice because it, it kept me in like a proper routine it's like I used to have a lazy morning and then get ready and like as soon as I did her workout it used to pump me up and I used to have all this energy and I was like yeah I'm ready for the day <laughs> <laughs> So I was ready for the day of like, you know, in the confinement of my four walls. And then also, I think the best thing that happened to me, like in terms of lockdown, is that I was able to find someone 
who, you know, who I connected with and someone that I really, really want to, like, that I'm having a relationship with now, I think he's made me, like, open up and got me to a point in my life and in my feelings that I never thought I would ever get again. So that was really, really nice. So I think in terms of having lockdown, I'll always remember that it, it, for me it was like a positive because I got, I got him out of it. Well, that's cute. So that was actually going to be my next question. In terms of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next question in terms of like romance. So put out the scene a little bit. So I'm in a long-term relationship which I'd call long-term. Tasha's in a super long-term relationship, married with a child. And Natalie was single pre-lockdown. Firstly, to Tasha, because I struggled with this, like, did you struggle with, like, keeping the romance alive (laughs) during the lockdown period? Oh, there was no romance. What are you talking about? Mate, all these people have been like, oh, yeah, lockdown babies and all sorts of shit. I was thinking, are you mad? Do you really think I've got time? Like, I literally, like... (laughs) (laughs) I feel so sorry for my husband I'm surprised he's not divorced me by now but to be honest with you like on I'm not even I'm going to keep it real I that was the last thing on my mind in this lockdown was me making sure that my husband was pleasured like literally I'm sorry I mean don't get me wrong obviously we did like and there were points where like yeah cool it was like nice and and we got to have like our alone time but I would say 70% of the time, I was shattered, <laughs> like shattered. I can't even, like, I don't, I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I think, yeah, we did have um, our difficulties with that because we were both really tired as well because he was working really long hours. So when I'd fall asleep, I remember falling asleep and he'd still be in front of the computer sending emails and stuff like that and working. Mm. so we were both like we were both as bad as each other I'm not even gonna lie but I think towards the end so when things started to ease so when the lockdown started to ease Robin went we waited a little bit and then she went back to nursery and when she started to go back to nursery that's when I think for us our lives kind of started to go just a little bit back to more back to normal because then at least we had that I or me personally as well like I had a bit of a break and so that kind of gave me a bit more of a chance to be like okay like no now Robin's back at nursery now like so I need to try and like make more of an effort and stuff but in saying that though I did buy a wax kit so I was I was kept all nice and up to date like I didn't just let the bush grow so um (laughs) I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back for that one so Previously, pre-lockdown, you had your little maybe date nights, even if it was simple, like going to the cinema and stuff. Mm. It wasn't even an option. It was like everything you wanted to eat, unless you were going to order, which you were like, I don't want to keep ordering every single day. It's like, who's cooking? Are you cooking? Am I cooking? Can you be bothered to cook something nice? Then you're like, I was so tired of people like, oh, do you want to watch a movie? And it's like, I know I'm going to fall asleep. And like, as soon as I relax, my body's out. Like it was just... Oh my God. So, yeah. For me, there was definitely like a period where it was just like all we're doing is living together. It was, I feel like it was the complete flip of what like Natalie went through, like dating during lockdown or just dating virtually until you can meet someone to me is like a big deal. So, Natalie, how do you date? Yeah. Lockdown? So, it mm. was basically like, so for the first part of it, I 
do you know what lockdown made you realize like people that you meet when you date like whether you really really connect with them or not because just before lockdown I was seeing a guy and we had gone on a few we had gone on a few dates and things and like we chatted and on our dates like we had like a good connection good chat message each other and that and I was like oh yeah we kind of get on like we have a good chat and then lockdown happened and it makes you realize that you don't really have anything in common with this person because they're not really calling you and when they are calling you and facetiming you the chat isn't there so that made me realize okay cool me and you are not gonna work out bye and then you're on all the dating apps and things like that and you start messaging people on the dating apps and the first date so i i had a i had two oh i had three actually i had three dates like but i had like three like virtual dates as you would say during lockdown before i met the one and on like the FaceTime dates, it was weird because I had one guy that I FaceTimed. We spoke on the phone first and then I was like, oh, do you know what? This is bullshit. Let me just FaceTime you. So then I FaceTimed him and we was talking and talking and talking on FaceTime for like an, nearly like three hours on this first date. And I thought, oh, that was good. Message maybe once or twice afterwards, dead, ghosted. Then you <laughs> no, motherfucker ghosted me. <laughs> 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 Dickhead ghosted me. <sighs> you win some, you lose some. He weren't that great. Well, obviously, <laughs> well, he ghosted you. That says says the bitter person. That is that is such a bitter. That is such a cliche thing to say. Oh, he ghosted me. He weren't that great. <laughs> and then I FaceTimed another guy who wasn't my usual type, but I was like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, let's FaceTime him. So I did a FaceTime date with him and he was okay. But instantly I knew, no, your personality is not for me. Just because of what I like, his personality just wasn't for me. So I then was like, mm, yeah, yeah, answering questions. Never spoke to him again. So you ghosted him? No, it was one of those things where, you know, it was like when you do a virtual date, you do the virtual date and then you kind of sort of the next day would message the person and be like, oh, hey, you're right. How's your day? There was none of that. So like he didn't message me and I didn't message him. So it was, I feel like we unconsciously both mutually thought this is not going to work. <laughs> um, like with a virtual date, like, don't get me wrong, I get it. Because when you go on a date with someone, I'm assuming, like you, you just talk, innit? So I guess... So that's what it was. No, generally. FaceTime and then you ask questions like, do you play games? Like, do you both eat? Or like, what do you do? Do you drink? Like, what do you do? No, so like a FaceTime... I say FaceTime date, but it was genuinely like the guy would be like, oh, Jim, I'll FaceTime you like tomorrow at like seven if you're free. And I was like, yeah, cool. So it was more like, I say virtual date, but it was basically a FaceTime. So you saw the person and you would have a conversation that you would normally have on the phone with them. You would just have it face to face with them. You get like fully- But you had like makeup on though. Yeah, did you like- Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I'm not going like, you know, with no makeup on my hair looking like shit. No, 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 no. So you would, you'd get ready, like what well, I say get ready, but you'd make sure your top half, like your face and like you wore a nice top was sufficient enough. So obviously you wouldn't go over the top because when you're in lockdown, there was no need for me to put fake eyelashes on and a full face of makeup. <laughs> It was just no. Yeah, it wasn't until I met my boyfriend now. No, wait. When I met, 
skipped date three. That's my fault. You skipped date three. I want to know what happened with the third one. Oh, the third one. Actually, do you know what? The third one was funny. So the third one, we had good banter. He was actually a funny guy. So we had banter. And when I FaceTimed him, we was just like basically just taking the mick out of each other like the whole time, like just banter back and forth, back and forth and drinking and stuff like that. So that one was really fun. But I think it just kind of sort of like fizzled out because as I was talking, I was a bit of a serial data. I'm going to disclose that. So <laughs> there was like a slight overlap. So as I was like dating, as I like had my virtual date with him, that's when I initially started speaking to my boyfriend now. Hmm. So the fun banter guy kind of fizzled out because I got in, I was like, you know, really liking my boyfriend now so that's why that one didn't work mm-hmm. so yeah when I first met Jamie we met on hinge and we was just messaging on hinge and things and yeah he was like oh what are you doing today like what you've got planned for your day and it was funny like when people used to say in lockdown what are you doing today I used to find it so fucking hilarious because I used to think oh what the fuck do you think I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> there's not much <laughs> But anyways, it's a conversation starter, I guess. The dates with him. So when I met Jamie, yeah, we did a FaceTime date with him and we like just hit it off. Like our personalities were so the same. I think what made me, I think in essence now, I think what I love about him so much now and why I love him so much is because we get each other's banter. Like he does quirky, silly things and I do quirky, silly things and like changing my voice and just stupid things like that. He was doing it on our first date when we was FaceTiming. And I literally from then instantly, I was like, oh my God, this guy, he like gets it. Like he's like me. With him, when I FaceTimed him and I chatted to him throughout lockdown, we then started creating our own little banter things. Do you feel like because you had all these conversations and stuff first and there was a period of time where you couldn't see each other, it was strong. It's stronger than if you maybe did meet and you did go on a date um, because there was no like essence of like meeting up, like physical and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. His personality was what hit it off. Like the fact that we were speaking so much. Um, we FaceTimed every day. Like, I'm not even lying. When people are like, oh, I've spoken to this guy every day. No words of a lie. We FaceTimed every single day. And we would FaceTime for like an hour sometimes, two hours one time. We then created this thing where on Tuesday nights, we would have movie night. Tuesday nights. So we would FaceTime each other on Tuesday night about eight o'clock. We would each take it in turns to pick a Netflix movie and we would both sit there and do the, okay, ready? Three, two, one, press play. And we would both sit there and watch, um, watch a movie on Netflix. Boy, it must have been nice dating because you could not try and get me to watch a full movie like, at the beginning of the <laughs> It was a couple. Oh, what different lives we lead, eh? No, yeah. Jeez. Jesus. Know, it's like honeymoon period, isn't it? But I know, it but, is, isn't it? But saying that, though, I have now, because there's a potential second lockdown coming. And mm. I can honestly say that we definitely spoke about, oh, okay, we, we realised we need to do more. Because we actually, our neighbours, we are quite close with them and we would go out to eat with them and stuff in the area. And they would always be like, oh, have you been to this place? Have you done this? Have you done that? And we'd literally, both of us would just look at each other and be like, 
No, we don't even know where that is. We don't even, like, they have literally been everywhere in this area. And I moved to London, like, literally this area of London, what, zone two, to make sure that I could live a bit of a London life because I knew I would, I'm never going to stay here, like, forever. They would, like, do all these things. And I was just like, we haven't done any of that. And it's fine if we're comfortable in that's how we are and we're happy and we, we were, but we was like, actually, we do want to do more things. But like, I basically bought some stuff and I'm going to plan to like do up the living room, like as if we were somewhere else and actually do the date nights because otherwise all we, like I get really annoyed about being in a situation where it's the same thing. Like we're doing this same Yeah. Thing. Over and over again. It's, it's yeah, we can watch a movie. That is a nice thing to do. But if we're doing that every week, we're not actually talking during that time. Like, mm. I like to talk. I like to learn. I like to talk to people. So, like, next week I've planned something. And I was like, back in the day, we used to do one, one date night every month and it would be on the other person to plan it, like, pay for it. And I was like, well, we can still do the same thing. We just need to buy the stuff. Like, still keep it a small budget and move forward. Because I was like, Natalie's out here dating, talking, doing things. And then this is why... Not saying that this is us, but this is why people always feel like the grass is greener because you've got comfortable in your situation and you're like, how do you kind of spice it up again? How do you spice it up? Yeah. Mm. But I think it it's does take work. Yeah. It takes yeah. work. It does. Like, it's I not remember, as easy. I've said, it, I've said it to Tasha, like, you guys should do stuff and like make sure you have date night, make sure you do things. But then I think it's because I'm such a busy, active person. I'm always wanting to do fun things and for me it's quite nice with Jamie because where Jamie doesn't live in like around London he lives far outside of London like an hour away so whenever he we take it in turns to go to each other's areas so it's quite nice because when I go down there that means I get to do nice new experiences and when he comes up here I get to show him nice new experiences um so it kind of works but yeah I mean yeah, so that was lockdown. I mean, I feel like uh, sort of a sexual side of things. <laughs> um, when you're like dating, obviously you get to a certain point when you're talking to someone where you feel like, okay, yeah, I want to take it there. So that was very, very interesting. And it is fun. It is still fun. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then we met, obviously we met up once uh, the lockdown eased and things like that and people could meet up. We did actually, like, officially meet up. Like, I felt like I was in, like, you know when you watch an episode of Catfish? How these people talk about how... <laughs> <laughs> but you've been no, on FaceTime, though, so... No, 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 yeah. You saw the catfish. Yeah, I say catfish like he catfished me because he did it. He was, he looked exactly... Okay, let's make it clear, okay? He looked exactly like his picture. I was not catfished. But it felt like catfish in terms of when you've obviously not actually physically met this person and you've like opened yourself up. You feel like you're at this point with this person, like you've known them for ages. And then when you meet them, it is very like you then go back to having that shy, nervous, like you're like, oh my God, like shit. Like you, you, you want to make sure that you look good and you're like, oh my God, are you going to actually have the same chemistry in real life that you did when you was like virtually? That is wild actually, because I, I kept saying to like some of my single friends, I'd be like, oh, did this person like come out of the woodwork during lockdown? Because you know, people who you didn't really talk to or you stopped talking to, they seem to find their way back like in that period. So like... <clears throat> 
yeah I remember thinking oh my god what if you meet this person and after all the vibes you've had over the months the vibe that you have face to face is dead yeah imagine luckily did you no luckily didn't like we still had the same vibe it was still good but I feel like now we're kind of after time's gone on you kind of felt like you're slightly working you're sort of working backwards like there was a picture on Instagram that I saw and it was kind of like the average dating cycle and like the steps that you go through on averagely when you date someone and then it showed the lockdown one and like how everything was all like crammed into one (laughs) in the space of like three months um but yeah but now I feel like we're at a point where we would normally be for a couple that have, you know, dated for like five months. Yeah, yeah. Five months? It would have been, no, it would have been a bit, maybe a bit longer than that. Because I remember I didn't see you guys for like five months. Oh yeah, no, it's five months. Yeah, because I started talking to Jamie in like April. Well, if you go from the first, from the point where I first started speaking to him, that was in April. That was back in sort of like, yeah, that was in April. Mm. But I mean, we didn't really make anything official until June, July. Yeah, until like June. So in terms of like the potential winter lockdown, since we don't have clarity, like how are you feeling about that? Do you feel like if it was to happen, you feel good about how your routine is with like Robin, your daughter and like your husband at this point? Yeah, I think that if we go back into another lockdown, I think I'm just going to learn on learn from the mistakes that we made when we went into the first lockdown, I guess. I guess it wasn't mistakes. I guess it was just what we could have done better. And so from taking that, I think I'm a bit more, I'm less like anxious about going into a second lockdown because I know like fortunately for me my work has been really was really good and have have been really good throughout this lockdown and I've been able to work really they've been flexible with me I haven't felt like that I needed to ensure that I was like that I was going to be negatively penalized for not being able to do this call or take this meeting do you see what I mean because of my situation so I know that, that actually work should be fine. And, and yeah, in terms of for Robin, and, and she's a lot more vocal now and um, she's becoming more and more independent as she's getting older. So I feel like actually I can do a lot more things that are going to be, that will still continue to be stimulating for her without me having to be completely involved, if that makes any sense. Like, I think before I had a lot of guilt because I felt like I wasn't devoting enough time to doing um, activities with her that was going to help her development. And I felt like the whole of lockdown, like I was just a shit mum and that she's going to go back to nursery and not know nothing (laughs) and be like, and be way behind. But that wasn't the case at all. And from speaking to all my other parents, they were all like, no, like I've been doing the same thing. Like, I don't know how many times she's watched Pepper and, and Dougie and all that sort of stuff. But they pick up a lot of stuff just just from the smallest things of me. When I'm washing up, I talk about all the dishes to her helping me unload the dishwasher. Like those are one of the things that I started to integrate towards the end of the lockdown. So those, again, are going to be one of the things that I'm definitely going to do more of 
if we go into another lockdown and she's not able to go back to nursery is small things around the house that I do as chores she can help me do and I can explain a little bit more about different things to help her vocabulary because she is starting to pick up more things um and I don't want that to stop and yeah I think me and Chris are probably going to sit down and have a conversation as well if if it if we do go into like a full lockdown and just really iron out exactly what each other's roles are going to be on a weekly basis and I'm definitely going to probably be giving him more tasks and so he has a bit more responsibility over certain aspects rather than me just taking everything on and then just calling on him as and when I need him I feel like he also will feel more valued as well if he has an active role in what we're doing day to day like another day to day running of the household yeah so I feel like he'll feel more involved because before I think he also felt a bit left out mm. on certain things and how about you Natalie like if we go into a second lockdown and the nurseries close again like um, you, yeah how would you deal with it so we won't close so we would still stay we, we'll stay open like we did last time we did actually stay open I was at I was at last lockdown I was only off for six weeks and then I went back to work um I swapped with my deputy because they didn't need to be two managers on site because we didn't have that many children so if the second sort of lockdown comes I probably won't be at home I probably will be at work this the second time round. I won't be at home yeah so it would just be completely different because I'll probably and that's for, like, be, the key worker children. Yeah, yeah. It'll be for the key worker children that we'll have. So I think the next, if there was a, a, a second lockdown, it would, like, completely, uh, my, it would, my sort of what I'd experience would be completely different to what I would be. be it would definitely be the complete opposite to what I had the first time. I'll probably be at work trying to keep, try to help the owners keeping the business afloat and potentially having to do things I don't want to like yeah emotionally it'd be very very hard I think because I was gonna say it feels like from what we've spoken about like me me and Tasha had more of an up and down like lockdown situation I feel like your lockdown situation felt a lot more positive yeah you think you had maybe the lows that maybe me and Tasha had well it doesn't sound like you did but if you did you can tell you can tell us um, other than being okay naturally just bored like I think obviously boredom was definitely yeah I mean it was just mainly boredom I didn't really have any lows yeah I'm not gonna lie I didn't really have any um yeah I didn't really have any low points yeah. um I was actually gonna say to Tasha I was gonna be like I know we had our ups and downs but what would you say like if you could call out a positive out of the situation like what would be your positive Oh, like I got to like do my balcony. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was. Amazing. I got to do my balcony because I saved so much money because my kid was not at nursery. And for all those who who send their child to nursery, you already know it's like a bloody. It's a whole. Oh my god, it's so expensive. So imagine they didn't. She wasn't obviously at nursery anymore. So we were saving like a lot of money, a lot each month. Plus, on top of that. Obviously, I wasn't having to pay for travel or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, so we had a lot of extra cash. So I decided to do up the balcony because it's one of the things that, like, I really wanted to do. But I just never, it's one of the, you know, those things that you always, you always want to do, but you just don't have the time. Yeah. And 
the the time to research it and like really look into it and especially because Robin was at home I really really wanted her to have like an outdoor space that she could go outside and have a bit of a play because when it was starting to get a lot warmer so I was so lucky that we actually got to do the balcony so I was happy about that um so she's got really nice outdoor space and I've got like a space that I can go outside and and it's nice yeah that's about it really (laughs) (laughs) yeah also one of the things for me I think I noticed that actually, you know what? It's not that bad that I didn't go, that I don't go to all of these, like, like all the events and stuff. Because I think once I had Robin, like, and I became a mum, I felt like whenever there was someone's birthday or like it was a milestone for someone, like I made such an effort to be present and to go to the function or go to the event and find childcare and, and so on and so forth. So I think the lockdown actually showed me that, you know what, like, I don't, like, it's all right. Like, I don't have to go to all of these events because it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, these people are still going to be in my life regardless. Like, they're not going to be that upset that I couldn't make it. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like now I'm kind of a bit more like, no, I don't really need to go. (laughs) If someone has something, I'm like, "Mm, no, it's fine. Yeah. I do that anyway with when it comes to, like, just saving like I'm like "Mm, do I need to go to this is it a big thing if not I'm like no just save my coins I have these four topics these four cards compassion gratitude connect or insight what would you like insight so what personal habit do you have that may limit you I've got like a short in attention span with things so like and like I like and because I have a short attention span like I tend to just instantly just pick up my phone and just scroll through social media and stuff Mm. so when I'm kind of like need a break from something I then just look at my phone and look on social media and I think that like that just stops me from being able to do what I need to actually do and focus on one thing and just and just do it like yeah I'm trying not to not to do that and not to like use my phone as much especially like when I'm working as well like I don't try and I try not to have my phone next to my laptop when I'm working mm-hmm. and I have it on charge like on the, on another desk because then that will prevent me from like looking at my phone otherwise I'll find myself just sitting there like scrolling through like Instagram and stuff like that for like 40 minutes half an hour gone by it's mad it's mad like I say I say this to everybody when you're scrolling through Instagram, just look at the time that you start and then look at the time when you stop and you'll notice that you've been on there for quite a bit. Yeah. And it's not even like, I don't know, like, and the thing is that like, the things that I'm, I'm looking at and watching, like, it's not like, and I'm, I'm mindful of who I follow and stuff. That's why I'm also mindful of who I follow and who's on my feed. Because I know I've got such a short attention span, I try not to have people on there that are going to make me feel a certain type of way. Do you know what I mean? So I don't follow as many uh, of these, like, like Kylie Jenners and all that sort of stuff. Like, and, like, they're, like, I don't follow a lot of, like, the beauty influencers. I only follow, like, maybe a handful. Mm. Only a handful. And they're the handful of people that not only do what they do well, but they also have, like, a message behind what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just not putting a bag of shit in your mind. 
exactly yeah i try not to do that and i've that's also one of the things that i have tried to uh because before i was i was still doing the same thing i was still watching social media and all that sort of stuff um and i noticed now in the lockdown that i look at my phone like way too much and so now i'm just like you know what like if i'm going to look at my phone at least i'm going to be looking at shit that's going to actually help me like grow my mind at least a little bit because i think that's one of the habits that just hindering me from 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 doing what i need to be doing (laughs) no that makes perfect sense but yes we've come to the end of our time so thank you guys for sharing your your lockdown chronicles with us thank you thanks Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you've taken some key points from this episode. If you have any questions, please email fallintoconversation at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Fall Into Conversation, to look out for upcoming episodes and useful information.